Grace, mercy, and peace be with you all from God our Creator and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You all call it the parable of the prodigal son, but hey, remember there are two sons in this story. I'm the upright one, the dutiful one, I'm the elder one. So, a few years ago, my rotten brother left home, leaving me with all the work. But before he left, he broke our father's heart. He demanded his share of the inheritance, which was basically telling our dad that he wished he was dead. Dad, being dad, didn't force him to stay and be part of us. Dad just sold off what he had to to put money in little brother's selfish hands, and the irresponsible wretch left us, taking the laughter with him. Leaving me, of course, to do twice the work while he was living it up doing who knows what disgusting things. Leaving me working dawn to dusk while looking at Dad's sad face. We managed. Years went by. We kept at it, worked the fields, tended the livestock, did what needed to be done day after day after day. The worst thing was seeing Dad scanning the horizon every day, hoping to see that worthless brat come home. Then one day, like always, I was working in the field, and I heard something I never heard anymore, music and laughter and a party coming from the house. What in the world? I asked a slave what was going on, and he said words to me that were like acid thrown in my face. Your brother has come and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has got him back safe and sound. Seriously? He's back? He's given up every right to be part of us. I want nothing to do with welcoming him back, and you can believe me when I tell you that is a party I will not attend. I will sit outside in the cold by myself before I'll go into that house. So I did. And then my father came out to bring me into the party, and I let him have it. Told him how I worked like a slave for him for years, unlike his other son. That I never disobeyed him, unlike his other son. That not only did he not cook up a nice feast for me, he never even gave me a cheap old goat so I could go have a party with my friends. And then his other son comes back, after who knows what kind of immoral squandering of our family fortune. And he is the one who gets the feast and the party. And that, my friends, is the last we hear from the elder son. As you may have noticed, he got a little bit inside my head this week. I kind of wonder, has he ever been in yours? Have you ever been the one who didn't run away? The one who stayed home? The one who did everything right, worked hard, took care of the folks, or the estate, or the project? Been obedient and dutiful, committed and faithful, but duty and obedience instead of bringing joy became a burdensome chore. Especially if someone else who really should be helping has dropped the ball and left it all to you. 
Maybe you didn't leave, but in your heart and mind you wandered off to dark feelings of anger and resentment. It doesn't seem fair because it isn't. And you find yourself judging those who are not doing their part. And you don't know how to, or sometimes even want to, change the situation because it's just so familiar. It's the way it is. If you've ever felt any of those things, you understand what this older son is going through. And you may even think he's right. But there is a price. If you look at the painting for a moment, you will see that Rembrandt took a bit of artistic license and placed the elder son at the scene of the reunion. He is the imposing figure on the right. Look closely and you will notice that he is higher than his father and brother. He is literally looking down his nose at their reunion. What we don't find in that elder brother, either in the painting or the scripture reading, is compassion or forgiveness or joy, the good stuff. It's very difficult for resentment and self-righteousness to coexist with joy and compassion and forgiveness. They tend to live in separate houses. To me, the tragedy of our elder brother is this. Every day of his life, he was home and he was loved by his father, and he could not see it. Always in the presence of his father, working side by side with him, a beloved son, as beloved as his brother, but he didn't know it. Always in his father's heart, and every field and fatted calf and goat, every kind thought and every loving feeling of his father's was already his son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. He was surrounded by love and acceptance and purpose, but blinded to it by his resentment. And he was every bit as lost as the one who left, maybe even more so. So what happens next to the elder son or to the elder son who lives in us? Does he begin to trust in his father's love for him? Does he respond to his father's invitation and join in the celebration? Does he welcome his brother home? Do his eyes open to gratitude for the life and the love he has been given? Is he willing to admit he has lost his way And is he willing to be found? In answer to these questions, Nowen writes, just as I I do not know how the younger son accepted his father's invitation, I also do not know whether the elder son ever reconciled with himself and his brother. What I do know with unwavering certainty is the heart of the father. It is a heart of limitless mercy. And next week, my friends, Pastor Matheson will show us the Father.
Amen.